how well is your money working for you? Today, we're looking at how personal finance can be more holistic and reflective of what matters to you through financial wellness. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. How's this year been for you? I have not met one person yet who said it's gone as they expected. Even if you were financially prepared, having your emergency fund in place, your debts paid off, or in the process of being knocked out, things naturally shifted. As I talked about in the last episode, we ourselves had expenses like transportation, travel, and eating out drop to pretty much zero or were drastically cut. We've also seen our family entertainment and charitable giving increase. A big reason is that our finances, to a degree, reflects what's going on in our lives and our priorities. This is not exclusive to 2020. However, I've been hearing from so many people here in the community and in my personal circle about how they've taken a step back and reviewed their finances. They've looked beyond the numbers and had some conversations about where they really want their money to go. They're looking at next year when hopefully things will begin shifting at some pace to more normal. I was just discussing with a friend this week about having to stay at home more and in a sense slow down from their regular routine with their family gave her a chance to weed out unnecessary things in their schedule and their budget. And because they're freeing things up in their budget and their schedule, it's fueling their plans for 2021 and beyond. Maybe you're at that point too. That's why I'm looking forward to today's show. We're wrapping up this year with a two-parter. We're going to be talking about how you can set up your finances more holistically and make it more reflective of your family. Jason Vitug is here to help me out. He's the founder of Frugal and a financial wellness expert. Jason's also the author of the best-selling book, You Only Live Once. In this episode, we're going to get into why tracking your numbers is so powerful, and it's not just about the money, why financial wellness matters, and how to start planning for a richer life beyond the numbers. Are you ready? Let's get started. This year has been kind of upside down in so many different ways. I wanted to talk to you because Financial stability is something for some people they took for granted. When certain pieces were gone, like their job or things shifted, they were left with, one, how are we going to figure out the numbers? But two, what are we working towards? The way we were building our lives or, or living our lives wasn't really working for us for it to be fragile. So I want to talk to you about the numbers and the point of being aware financially. Like I'm a fan of tracking your numbers. I used to do like the net worth review when we were in debt and we were paying off that debt and I was getting so excited. It was fun to track the numbers, but more importantly, it was about the awareness, the mindfulness. So 
how do you balance that? How do you balance being on top of your money and at the same time working towards a, a life that you love or being more aware and mindful of the life that you have? Yeah. One of the key things I'd like to stress is that money isn't everything, but mm -hmm. money impacts most things. And because of that, we need to pay attention to the numbers. We need to pay attention to the financial aspects of our lives because it does impact our ability to live our dream lifestyle or to feel free or to feel able and capable and stable in environments such as this. And so money definitely is important. And I think a lot of us may say money does not bring happiness. Money isn't important. Money, you know, focus on purpose and passion. But if you don't get our money right, it's very difficult to focus on any of those things that actually bring joy and happiness into our lives. For me, I wanted to connect people to the concept that, yes, let's take care of our finances, but at the same time, take care of building the life we want to live. I got some pushback from folks, personal finance folks who said, mm -hmm. nope, I need to focus on the numbers, just the numbers. And I totally agree. It's important for us to know the numbers, but it's also important for us to start creating the life we actually want to live. Because when we get to quote unquote that life, because we've mm -hmm. reached the numbers, we're left with the question, this existential question of, okay, I'm really not that happy and I'm not doing the work that I want to do. We need to have that conversation right now. Mm -hmm. So when you're, you're creating your budget, when you're thinking about the debt payoff amount to, to, get, be, to reach debt freedom, mm -hmm. we really need to start thinking about what do we want to live or how do we want to live when we achieve those financial goals? It's a really difficult question for many people to, to answer because they're really in the details, mm -hmm. the stressful situation of dealing with their finances. They can't think of what it's like to not have those financial issues. I wanted to break that taboo and say, okay, let's talk about the numbers because I'm a numbers person. I think it's important for us to budget. I actually don't even use a financial app. I use a spreadsheet because that's how much I like crunching the numbers and tracking it manually. Yeah. But I'm also the creative, aspirational, and big picture person. Mm -hmm. And most people are too. And so for me, I thought it was important for us to have this conversation. What is the vision for your life? I mean, how many places do you go to that's going to talk about personal finance is going to ask you, okay, we'll talk about budgeting, but first let's talk about the vision for your life. How do you see mm. your dream life? Most folks have a hard time articulating that vision. They go back and tell me, I can't really think about that right now because my child's about to go to school and I don't know how to pay for college. I'm behind on rent. I am not sure if I'm stable or secure at my job. So I really can't think about the, the future. I can tell you right now, you can have the framework, you can have the budget, you can have a plan, but if you don't know where you're going, chances are you're never going to get there. And so with everything that I've learned when I worked in corporate America and as I mm -hmm. run Frugal is that we need to have that big picture idea mm -hmm. and then kind of work backwards in terms of creating the plan and identifying what those goals are. And those goals can be financial security in terms of multiple income streams, could be debt payoff. So we remove kind of the strain or, or the obligation to, to make mm -hmm. payments or certain debt. So it's important for us to understand there is a connection between the numbers as well as the big picture vision. 
I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And it was funny because you were talking about uh, a situation that, you know, a lot of families are in, which is I'm just treading the water right now. Financially, they feel like I don't have time to come up with a big picture. But then at the same time, I kind of see the other extreme since we're in the personal finance space. And I'm going to say it's not the entire community, but with the financial independence community where they are saving a significant amount of money, but they're so focused on the numbers. I'm, I'm going to work 10 years. I'm going to save X amount to quit my job. But then you ask, well, what are your next steps? Or what are you working towards? How do you know if you have enough? There's a disconnect or they are willing to sacrifice certain decisions you see in the threads and comments because they feel like it's going to slow them down or take away from them quitting. I find that fascinating because that kind of leads into this question. Why is it so hard? Because I've talked with couples and I asked the the same question. What goal are you working towards? Well, we want to save for retirement or we want to take care of the kids. Okay. You want to save for retirement? What kind of retirement? What's the ballpark of when you want to retire? Do you want to travel or with your kids? Are you going to help them out with college? What does that lifestyle look like? And there's sometimes just a pause because they haven't thought about that. Do you have any suggestions to get the conversation started? Yeah, I think when I define the big picture view, I, mm-hmm. I talk about the vision for our life. And mm-hmm. I think it's important for all, for all of us to, to be very clear about that vision. Mm-hmm. And being clear doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't change. It actually yeah. does change and evolve as we move forward. But it's important for us, wherever we are in our lives, to start. So when you're thinking about that big picture, I want you to envision what you're doing, where you're at, how are you feeling? And so again, we get into this touchy feely aspect of personal finance and personal finance is personal because it is about us. It's Mm -hmm. about our thoughts. It's about our feelings. It's about our personal hopes and dreams. So we need to have these conversations. Most people can't think about their hopes or their dreams when they are mm-hmm. treading water and things like that, or where they're so fixated in a number, they mm-hmm. don't think about what am I going to be doing for the, further um, or afterwards. I like mm-hmm. to get people to take a step back and ask them the question, you know, close your eyes, take a moment to envision what you would do with your time. Mm-hmm. If you had no financial worries or financial issues or debt obligations, what would you be doing with your time? Time is an asset. It's something mm-hmm. that, that we possess. It's something that we allocate towards work or towards achieving financial goals. If you didn't have to go to work, if you had no financial obligations you needed to allocate your time to reach, how would you spend your time? Most people will tell me, I want to spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. I want to spend more time with my friends. I want to spend more time with my partner. Mm-hmm. What would you be doing? Mm-hmm. Be traveling the world? Are you looking at how, creating more experiences? What is that? It's important for us to have those conversations and, and bringing in the element of time when mm-hmm. we're talking about finances gets people to start really thinking about, okay, what would I do with it when I didn't ha- have any of these financial issues or, or debt obligations? Yeah. It's extremely important what your dream life is like, what brings joy, what brings happiness and to your life. And again, this is the things that people have a pushback on in the personal finance realm because it is about the numbers. I can tell you right now, Elle, 
I have met many people in the financial independence movement who have、mm-hmm. reached and obtained their goal, and absolutely are miserable.、Mm-hmm. I've met couples who've reached their fine number, and they are in couples therapy. Because after reaching that fine number, they're like, we don't know what it's like to be a couple working to、mm. building a life outside of a financial number.、Wow. They're reaching out to me, going, okay, we didn't agree with you before, but now that we've at this point, we now see why it's important for us to have this conversation about our dream life. These are conversations we need to have, and if you are a couple, I always say, sit across. The the dinner table with each other. Take a piece of paper, and you could say, "Jason gave us this assignment. Write、yeah. down your dream lifestyle. Every detail of how you envision your dream life to be." But there's no speaking. You do this for about ten fifteen minutes. No speaking.、Mm-hmm. You write it down. When you're done, I want you to read what you've wrote to your partner. And then start the conversation because some of us, we may have a dream of owning a home, and then another might have a dream of traveling the world or living in an RV with their kids. I, I've seen that. So there's a disconnect, and of course,、mm-hmm. even if you get out of debt, even if you reach your fine number, you're going to hit an impasse where you're you're not going to see eye to eye. I think it's important、mm-hmm. to to have these conversations early. And that little exercise has worked for hundreds of people, hundreds of couples that that I mentioned, and most of them do bring in wine or a drink、yeah. with them just to <laughs> ease the conversation. But it does work. Again, I agree with you on a lot of things. You bring up a lot of good points. Even though you have a picture and you know you have a vision that you're going towards, life changes. You change. You grow. You you know evolve, develop. And it's okay. Your plans will adjust as well. But having a plan that you're working towards, it's much easier to redirect that momentum. Maybe you decide that buying a house isn't what you really want. Maybe you want something smaller, like a home base, so you can travel and you have a place to come back to. And I also like the other part about how we should have these conversations constantly. We've been married. It's going to be 14 years, and it flies by. But we try not to take for granted. I think 2020, we've had the most conversations <laughs> working from home with two kids, but they've been really meaningful and enjoyable. I do want to ask you because you live the advice that you say.、Um, you are working to live holistically, not just with the numbers, but more whole life. How has Improving your finances and and looking at the whole picture helped you. One of the key things is that when I'm not worried about paying for my basic living expenses,、mm-hmm. my mind is able to explore my interests. And whenever I am able to devote my time and resources to an interest, you know that's passion, and passion makes us feel alive. And so, for the vast majority of time, is that. I'm feeling alive because I can explore these passions because I'm not worried about my basic covering my basic living expenses. There's freedom to that, and、mm-hmm. I think it's really important for us to understand that money is important and impacts most things. But understanding and quantifying the importance of money in our lives to help us live the actual life we want to live. So for me, 
not having to worry about paying credit card debt or student mm-hmm. loan debt or anything like that frees me up to be a bit more creative. I think too, it, it's having the basic things for me was figuring out what do I need in my life that allows me to a bit more freedom and it doesn't weigh me down. I realize that it's less and less about stuff. And also less and less about accumulation of experiences, right? We think about experiences and stuff, you know, which one's better. I think it's just less of that and just more deep, deeper, meaningful things. Mm-hmm. For me, being financially well means I can manage my money. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm financially independent or I'm financially free, that I'm a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. It just means I'm financially well, that I'm not constantly stressing about money then I can focus my energy on the things that bring joy and happiness. So when I'm with my family, when I'm with my friends, when I'm with Mm -hmm. my dog, I can be fully immersed in that moment. And then that moment becomes like, you know, a truly impactful memory for me. So for me, it's that balance that we had uh, discussed earlier. It's important for us to truly understand the connection between money and living, but Mm -hmm. also being clear about about our values, being clear about that vision and understanding as, as you grow as an individual, when mm-hmm. you're no longer, you know, stressing about making that, that debt payment, you're going to start seeing things differently and you're going to start noticing things. And I think too, in the climate that we're in, people who are working from home, they start realizing things about their partner about their wives, their husbands, Mm -hmm. that they hadn't noticed because they regained back their time. That time was the hour commute or the lunch hour that they weren't sharing with each other. And then that exposes uh, us different conversations or different aspects of the people we've known for 14 years or more. Mm -hmm. And to me, I looked at it as an opportunity. Yes, there's people that are are strained in these situations, but then there's also people looking at it as a lot of possibility. 2020, definitely, you know, when we think Mm -hmm. of 2020 vision and clarity, it truly is giving us vision and clarity. And I don't want to disregard that people are facing unprecedented financial issues. There are people who are making financial leaps as well. Mm -hmm. And those that I've seen that are making financial leaps have a plan. And it was very curious to me how in this very tough economic situation that we're in, and there's a lot of unprecedented things we've never faced in decades or in the generation, there are people that are buying homes, they're making money, and I'm going, what's going on? Because I see the other end. Yeah. And I realize there are, there are people with a plan. There are personal finance bloggers and advisors out there who told me my advice for six to nine months of an emergency fund was too much. That was too much cash to put into a savings account. It was just too much money. And three months, that, that was the, the appropriate time. And then they had an about face this year saying, oh, we need to have 12 months. And I go, well, yes, because growing up and through the Great Recession, realizing mm-hmm. that people were losing their homes and that was a lot of stress, that the more we had in cash available, that helps us weather the storm. Mm-hmm. For me, it was really important for understanding and realizing the connection between people who have a plan and those who do not. And so it doesn't mean if you don't have one right now, you can't. Yeah. You definitely can create a plan. 
This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I got from talking with Jason. The first one is the real power of tracking your money is not in the amounts, but the awareness. Something that keeps coming up when couples are for the first time really tracking their numbers and seeing where they're going is that they're surprised by how much is being spent without them really being aware of it. Sometimes what slows them down are their goals or sinks their budget aren't these big, huge expenses, but these smaller expenses that they're not paying attention to. What might be small, 20 or $30 at a time, quickly adds up as you're going through the month and it's the two or more of you in your family. That's why I believe it's so important to have an easy way to track your money. And if you're looking for recommendations, please check out the show notes. I'll list a few of my favorites. The second takeaway is a rich life includes financial wellness. I completely agree with Jason when he says that money is not the point of this. I know we love tracking how much money we're paying down on our debt or how much we're saving up for a goal, but money is simply a tool. And one of the best ways to reduce the stress when it comes to handling our finances is to approach it more holistically. And this ties into the third key takeaway. Your budget should reflect your values and priorities. What's important to the two of you? What would you say are the priorities for your family? And does your budget reflect that? Sometimes we carry on unnecessary debts and expenses that really don't add to our joy or add any real meaningful value to our lives. So every so often, double check and make sure that your budget is reflecting you. We could really dig into this topic of financial wellness. And we are going to go into it a bit more next week as we wrap up the season. But in the meantime, if you want to talk about this more, how your spending went in 2020, what you would change going forward, or want to get ideas on how to refocus your budget to reflect your values and priorities, come chat with us in the Thriving Families Facebook group. We're there to help one another out with our family and financial goals. We typically like to swap ideas and stories about what's been working and what's not working for us. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash FB. We'd love to see you there. Special thanks to Jason for being a part of today's episode. If you want to learn more about him, financial wellness, and how to weave it into your budget, please check out Frugal. That's P-H-R-O-O-G-A-L.com. But you know, as always, I'll have the resources, including those links mentioned in the episode, as well as a link to Jason's book that we highlighted in the show notes. Next week on the podcast, yep, we're going to be talking a little bit more about financial wellness, specifically how you two can take what we had in this conversation and apply it with your own budget and money plans. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts from. Our theme song is from Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevear and artists from audio. Finally, and most importantly, 
Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you not only listening, but sending in your questions, sharing your favorite episodes with friends, and just chatting with me about what you're tackling together. I want money not to be a source of stress in your marriage, but a way for you two to team up together and hit your goals. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. Thank you.